الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن يعظم شعائر الله فانها من تقوى القلوب صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters in the quran sharif allah taala gives the detail that when shaitan was rejected from the heavens then what did he divulge and what did he give out in terms of his secret plan in order to deviate and in order to distract insan shaitan was rejected and he will remain forever rejected till the day of qiyamah and perpetually forever and ever now he got rejected forever so he wants to take as many people along with him to jahannam allah forbid and save us and in order to try and deceive people to make people fall into his trap he will use many devious ways many things and traps to try and get people caught up into his net so that nauzubillah they can try and join they can join him to the fire of jahannam and this is why allah taala has given us these details to warn us that do not fall into these traps of shaitan one of the things shaitan said that la aqudanna lahum siratakal mustaqim that he saying to allah taala that you have now rejected me and i am doomed to the fire of jahannam but i have this time in earth so while i am on earth till the day of qiyamah i will do something la aqudanna lahum siratakal mustaqim i will sit on the straight path like a person sitting on the side of a road to try and hijack somebody to try and trap somebody so shaitan says i will sit on the side of the straight path anything any path any work of deen that a person might undertake in order to reach allah taala to reach jannat to reach the promises of allah taala so shaitan is going to be on the on the side to try and distract the person deviate him to try and waylay him hijack him and in order to deceive him shaitan will use many strategies one of the things shaitan says thumma la atiyannahum min bayni aydihim wa min khalfihim wa an aymanihim wa an shama'ilihim so i will come and distract them and deceive them from every direction now what are these various things every direction so shaitan will come with various guises in various ways sometimes it will be by means of the sins of the tongue shaitan will get a person involved in the sins of the tongue especially people who are in a line of deen 
somebody who is conscious of deen to a point. So now such a person might not commit many of the major sins. Such a person won't get involved in, for example, gambling, will not get involved in drinking, or in zina, or in other major, in murder, in robbery. This kind of vices, a person who is conscious of deen to a point will not get involved in. But a person who is conscious of deen to a certain point, such a person also, the sins of the tongue, very, very easily they slip into it. And this is shaitan's trap that he will use this more with people who are in the line of deen in some way. So he'll get the person involved in ghibat, get the person involved in misusing the tongue by mocking somebody, by being disrespectful with the tongue. For example, now one's parents, so shaitan will get the person to now backchat the parents. Now this is a way of major disrespect. Because the Quran Sharif says, وَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفْهِوْ وَلَا تَنْهَرْهُمَا Don't even say uff to the parents. But how common this is, every other parent has the same complaint, that my children just talk to me anyhow. Anything I say, they have an answer for it. And then they have very, very sarcastic comments also. And they make all kinds of remarks. And then they retort and answer in a very aggressive manner. Something is said to them, they just dismiss it offhand in a very, very rude way. This is a very tragic situation. This is common, unfortunately, very common. Children who are in schools, in other environments, some who are adult and grown up, but their parents have this kind of complaint and unfortunately, very, very painful, very tragic, very heartbreaking that sometimes parents of children who are in dini, edu- dini environments, studying in a madrasa, whether it's a boy's madrasa, whether it's a girl's madrasa, the very painful thing is that sometimes these parents also have the same complaint. Now, one is somebody who is in, a, in an environment that is devoid of deen. Now, you can't expect anything else from that child. The child is being brought up in an environment that is far away from deen. He's attending a school where the values of deen don't even come up in the equation anywhere. So, that is not a good thing, but it is something that you can't expect anything else from there. But then when somebody is in an environment of deen, they are in a place of deen, they are being taught deen, they are being given the importance of respect, the importance of speaking correctly, the importance of being kind and compassionate, the importance of speaking in a way that does not hurt anybody's feelings. And then with their own parents, that they talk in this manner, they backchat, if something doesn't appeal to their wants and desires, what they feel, how it should be, and the parents have said, suggested something else, then they just dismiss it like they're talking to somebody on the street. And then the same thing gets moved on to various other levels of society. If they do this with their parents, then what difference does it make if they talk to their aunt, for example, in that manner? If somebody talks to her mother like that, to talk to the aunt like that is a far-off thing. Then as time goes on, they will talk to the mother-in-law like that one day. And then there will be this ongoing fight. 
they will talk to the neighbors like that. What the, if they can talk to their mother like that, what is a neighbor? They will talk to their muallima like that. If they can talk to their mother in that manner, then the muallima is a faraway thing then. Because respect, the essence of respect is lost. So now, what does it matter to them? Who they are gaining knowledge from, or what's going on, they will talk anyhow. They will just ignore any advice that is given. If they ignore advice, then instructions is also even further away thing. Can't be bothered about what instructions they are given. These are things, these are complaints that we get from various quarters, whether it is the maktabs, whether it is the madrasas, whether it is the schools, whether it is people who are out of these institutions already, they've grown beyond this, but these are common issues that come up in society. And these are common things that are unfortunately rooted in the way that we have looked at things, the way the influences that have taken up our hearts and minds. So now, some people who get caught up in listening to certain kinds of programs, looking at things, some think, well, these movies are all just entertainment, it's just fun. What difference it makes if I just now, once in a while now, I just watch some movie. We know it's haram, but then we still, shaitan will just put these kind of thoughts. Once in a while, what difference it makes? Now, one is the sin. On top of the sin, there is a reshaping of the mind. This television and movies, etc., it reshapes the mind. And many of these things, many times I think we discussed this, that years ago this research was done and one of the things that they stated was that cartoons make children feel that to be rude is cute. Now, nobody says it in so many words. It is not instructed in that way that look, you must be rude because it's a good thing. Obviously, that will never be the case. But the manner in which that message gets left after watching that movie, after watching those cartoons. The message that gets left in the heart and mind is that to be immoral is fine. You can dress up in a terrible way. You can dress up in a shameless way. Not a problem. I was watching this movie now. This person was dressed in such a shameless way, but she became a celebrity. She was now regarded with so much of admiration by so many people. Now that's all fake. It's complete fake, but it's made to make a person believe that. That this is how it happens in real life. So, if this person can be walking around in this movie now with that kind of filthy dressing, so then it's fine. Now, that gets left in the subconscious. Now, that person also starts dressing slowly, gradually. It won't happen overnight. In clothing that is tighter, that is more revealing and... To be dressing in the way that the elders dressed, the older generation dressed, that will be something that will be totally absurd. So in other words, we are saying that our grandparents, etc. were absurd. They were totally out of line. They had no concept of what is reality. They were stupid people. Whereas if we look deep down within ourselves, we'll see they were the intelligent people. The stupid people are the ones who are thinking they're intelligent to be stupid. There's an incident about a person. It's a story for the moral that 
he had to go and live far off in some village. However, he ended up there. So when he got there, he saw a very strange thing. The strange thing was that everybody's nose was cut at the tip. Now, can you imagine how what a time of how a person looks? His nose is the tip of his nose is cut. So he was a person with a normal nose, perfect nose. And when he got there, now he's the only one with the perfect nose. Everybody else is with their noses cut. Now they are looking at him and laughing. Look at this funny fellow. Look how funny he looks. Now who is looking funny to them? The person with the perfect nose is looking funny to them. And they who are the real looking absurd, they are looking normal to themselves. To themselves, they are feeling they are normal. And the person who is normal, who is perfect, he is now something wrong with him. Now this is exactly the case. Now how stupid that is, we can understand easily. That is exactly the case that the filthy things, the absurd things, the immoral things, the things that are totally uh, its disgusting, those are the things that society nowadays has taken to be normal. And our forefathers, our grandparents, etc., who had lived in the era of Haya, they are now looking like strange people to us. If somebody has to offer us their kind of garments to wear, you say, look, you think I'm gone too Bob short or something? You think I'm going to wear something like that? You think that my mind is, I lost my mind or something? Now, that is the kind of response we might give. Why? Because that which is normal, which is right, which is correct, that is now looking absurd to us. Why? Because we are in an absurd crowd. We are in a crowd that has gone, completely lost their bearings. They are, what, what is, dirt has become good for them. Filth has become something admirable for them. Total things that are disgusting has become things that are fascinating for them. So now in this kind of crowd that effect starts rubbing off onto us as well. So now, we also start thinking in that manner. That well, this is the right thing to do. So likewise, these cartoons, just as it leaves these kind of messages, it leaves the message that, these movies leave these kind of messages, so these cartoons leave the message that to be rude is cute. Now, we are watching all these stupid things, as a result we are playing it out. We are giving those kind of answers, which are totally out of line. That kind of manner and conduct, which is out of line. But then the other tragedy is, that when a person's mind starts getting fashioned in this way, by what a person is seeing, what a person is listening to, the kind of friends one keeps, then that mind gets warped. And then what happens is, the person does the wrong, the person shows utter disrespect to his parents, to his elders, to his seniors. He does things which are totally immoral, which are disgusting. And on top of that, he feels within himself that what he did was something that made him a hero. That is the tragedy in the whole thing. Added tragedy. That one is a person does something stupid. person does something disgusting. The person does something that is immoral. That is sinful. 
And on top of that, the person is expecting some pat on the back from his friends. Hey, you really can, you got guts. You are smart. Now that is a tragedy upon a tragedy. Whereas in the Quran Sharif, in the Ahadith of Nabi Wasallam, we are taught the highest values. Haya, respect. That without these things, now shaitan, this is what shaitan wants to take us away from. We started off by discussing shaitan's plot. We'll get somebody involved in the sins of the tongue. Somebody involved in the sins of the eyes. Somebody involved in the sin of disrespect. Because this is one of the chief ways in which shaitan can derail a person. Shaitan became shaitan. Why? Allah Ta'ala gave him the command to make sajda towards Adam alayhi salatu wasalam. So what he did? He started arguing with Allah Ta'ala. Now look at his disrespect. He started arguing with Allah Ta'ala. خَلَقْتَنِي مِن نَارِو وَخَلَقْتَهُ مِن طِينِ You see this back-chatting. He's so to say back-chatting Allah Ta'ala. And he's arguing with Allah Ta'ala. How can you give me this command? I know better. I know that I am created from fire. Adam Islam is created from sand. It should be the other way around. He should make sajda to me. You're giving me the command to make sajda to him. Now this was his disrespect. Disrespect to Allah Ta'ala. That disrespect, what was the end result? Becoming totally accursed. And rejected forever ever and ever. This was his pride. Pride leads to disrespect. So the pride made him get dis- become disrespectful. A humble person is never rude. A humble person doesn't backchat. A person who is humble doesn't backchat. A person who is humble, he doesn't give sarcastic answers. A person who is humble, he will lower himself he will be meek. He will be somebody easy to, for the seniors to give some kind of advice to. For somebody who is senior to him, whether it's his parents, whether it is his teachers, whether it is somebody else who is senior to him. He will always be, whether the person is senior in age or the person is senior in knowledge, all this is senior. Somebody might not be senior in knowledge to us. Maybe we studied more than them. They went to Bhaktab only. And they, in their time, they didn't have some aunt, some uncle, somebody else. They didn't have the opportunities we had. Now we think we are above them. So we talk to them anyhow. We give them all kinds of funny answers. That is something that is totally against the, what what we are being taught. What is the purpose of us coming to a Dini environment? So, whether the person is senior in age, the person is senior in knowledge, now to have that respect, to show that respect, and to conduct oneself with that respect, who will do it? A person who doesn't have pride. Otherwise, that pride will show itself out. That pride will keep showing itself out. In how a person speaks, that will speak volumes about the pride inside. person will deny it also. I got no pride. But now how can a person, if somebody, for example, is dripping with blood you know somebody got killed and his hand the knife is in the hand and that knife is dripping with blood and the blood is of the blood of the person that was killed and that blood is on his hand also and he says no I don't know nothing my hand is totally clean can't you see 
and his hand is dripping with blood, and he says he's totally clean. Anybody's going to accept that? He's going to say, I didn't touch any blood. But the blood is dripping from your hands. He said, no, but I didn't touch any blood, and my hand is totally free of blood. So who's going to believe what he's saying? So likewise, the pride is dripping sometimes from us. It's dripping through our words, through our conduct. I say, no, but I am very humble. I got no pride in me. So does that claim mean anything? When the pride is dripping, does that make any difference that now what the person is claiming? So this is the thing that when there is sincere humility, the person is humble from within. That I am a humble slave of Allah Ta'ala. Now this is what shaitan will try to do to hijack the person, to waylay him, put pride into him, put disrespect into him. So that when the person is disrespectful, all the doors are closed now. The doors of progress in deen and even in dunya also. The doors of progress, the doors of happiness, the doors of contentment, the doors of peace for that person get closed. A person who is disrespectful cannot even be at peace with their own friends because they'll always be saying something out of line, out of turn and they'll be creating enemies. As they move on in life, they've got problems in their marriage now because they're disrespectful to their husband or to their in-laws or whatever. Now, whatever phase of life, there's always some continuous problem they're creating for themselves and others. The root cause, pride. One of the root causes, pride. And then with that comes disrespect. Not ready to accept somebody's direction and guidance. I know better. Who are you? So when this becomes the condition of a person, then it is very difficult to make any progress in deen and even dunya becomes miserable for the person. Even dunya becomes a place of misery and one thing leads to another and the person just gets battered from pillar to post. So this is the thing now that we have come to an environment, we have come to a place to learn deen. This is our purpose. This is our object. And deen, as we have repeatedly said, is the entire way of life. And shaitan has already vowed to try and keep distracting us. Now, how will shaitan do this? By keep getting a person involved in something or the other. Some people, by all these kind of things, disrespect, pride, somebody else, shaitan will keep making them stir some trouble. Some trouble must keep stirring something. Some people, till they don't argue about something, they don't fight over something, they don't create some kind of trouble in something, until then they can't sleep. If they try to sleep, they won't get sleep. If they've created some fight, some problem, some difficulty in the day, then they'll have a good night's sleep. What a totally absurd situation. Some people, perhaps, maybe, I don't know, perhaps it is like this, that if they don't fight about something, they can't digest their food. So now, until they don't have, haven't fought with somebody, argued with someone, made a fight about something, until then the food won't digest. Like some people have to eat some kind of digestive, take some digestive tablet or something because they suffer from indigestion. So maybe these people feel that till they don't fight, their food won't digest. That is their digestive. So now they must fight with somebody, argue with someone and something or the other. As somebody said, is little bit on a slang note, but say some people are para-pandits. They must keep fighting with someone. They must keep arguing, must keep stirring something. 
And that is what makes them feel now, okay, now they can survive now because they're fighting. So this is not a matter of fighting for survival by fighting with others. No, Allah Ta'ala loves those who are peacemakers. Not those who are all the time stirring something, all the time making some tofan somewhere. Allah Ta'ala loves those who are peacemakers. And that is why there is such great reward for making peace between two people that it is beyond all the nafil fasts, all the nafil salah, and all the nafil, all the sadaqah that a person can give millions, billions. More than that is to create peace between two people. The reward of making, creating peace between two people is beyond all this. Allah Ta'ala loves those who create peace between others and who themselves are a source of peace, a source of happiness for others, a source of comfort for others. And there are some who, well, some will be like roses. They will be genuinely like roses that anybody in their company gets the beautiful aroma of akhlaq, that fragrance of akhlaq. Now when a person passes some flower which has a beautiful fragrance, so the mind feels refreshed. Just past there, the person very often will want to stop. There's one tree outside the madrasa which is called the Ratki Rani. At night it gives off a wonderful fragrance. Now this has gone quite big and now it's at the moment filled with flowers. So in the morning fajr time, when a person walks past it, so he wants to actually stop and just breathe in that fragrance because it refreshes the mind in such a way. And it just makes a person feel so comfortable, so nice. Now some people, that is their character. That is their character that others come in their company they feel so relaxed, so refreshed. They feel so comfortable. So some are the rose. But then some people say, but there's no roses without thorns. So some people choose to become the thorns. Person, tell him, you see, that what a wonderful thing it is to be a rose. So now you get some people who say, but then there's no rose without a thorn. So now everybody is a rose, let me be the thorn. So now what the thorn... You just barely by chance brush past it is going to scratch you. Let alone put your hand deliberately on it. By mistake you just brush past it and you're going to get scratched. Now some people like to conduct themselves like thorns. That anybody just brushes past them by mistake also, they're going to have to suffer something. They'll have to suffer one comment, one remark, or whatever it is, some kind of pain. They will want to give pain to anybody and everybody. Allah Ta'ala didn't create us to give pain to people. Allah Ta'ala doesn't love those who give pain to others. Allah Ta'ala loves those who become a source of comfort for others. One of the biggest ibadats is idkhalus sururi fi qalbil mu'min. After the faraiz, after the obligatory aspects of deen, one of the greatest ibadats is to bring happiness to the heart of a mu'min. Now this is a great ibadat. And in, by giving a good answer, we bring happiness to somebody. By being, by saying something that will comfort the next person, we bring happiness to them. Our parents asked us something, we perhaps were not happy about what we were being instructed to do, whatever the reason, that we were tired or something else, but we gave an answer in a very respectful way that makes the parent's heart feel so happy that yes, I am giving an instruction, but how respectful of my child. 
Now it brings such joy and happiness to the heart of the parent. Now that is idkhalu sururi fi qalbil mu'min. That is bringing happiness to the heart of a mu'min and which mu'min? Our parent. Now this is such a great ibadat. Now this is being the rose. And shaitan wants us to be thorns. Shaitan wants us to be thorns. So that we can keep scratching and hurting and causing pain, causing taklif. And so that shaitan can, by means of this, build up his crowd. Because those who are going to be conducting themselves in the way of shaitan, because that's shaitan's job, to cause pain, to cause difficulty, cause hardship. So those who conduct themselves in that way, they're going to join shaitan's group. This is how he will add to the numbers of his group. By getting people to behave like him. Give pain, give difficulty, give sarcastic answers. Make people feel low, make people feel humiliated, make people feel depressed, give them all kinds of funny, funny answers and reactions and backchatting and thinking that we are better and carrying on with an attitude that we are superior to others. So all this is shaitan's influence. And Allah Ta'ala loves those who are humble. Man the one who humbles himself for Allah Ta'ala. Not for the sake of anything else. For the sake of being elevated. Purely for Allah Ta'ala. Sincerely. Rafa'ahullah. Allah Ta'ala will elevate such a person. So these are the things that we have to keep bringing to mind. Sit down. Think about it. Reflect upon it. That we are in this kind of environment of deen. And we have come to learn deen. We have come to become good Muslims people with good character and akhlaq, people who are a source of comfort to others, people who bring happiness to the hearts of people, of believers, in a halal way obviously, in a good way, in a way that pleases Allah Ta'ala first and foremost. And we have come to become people who are an asset to ourselves, to our families, and to everybody. So what a tragedy it would be if after this opportunity Allah Ta'ala gave us, we show ingratitude for this. This is where actually the point was that we were planning to discuss and the topic went away somewhere else. That shaitan said that I will come from every direction to distract them. But what will be the case? Shaitan says, Wala tadidu aktharahum shakirin. You'll find that the bulk of them are not grateful. Now this is also an ingratitude. That Allah Ta'ala gives somebody the opportunity to learn things of a higher level gives them then an environment where they can learn how to practice this correctly, gives them the opportunity to learn from people who can teach it to them correctly, and yet they decide to ignore all this, they adopt a way which is contrary to the way of deen, they conduct themselves without respect, without haya, then this is a great ingratitude from Allah Ta'ala. And this is what shaitan says he'll make people do. وَلَا تَرِدُ أَكْثَرَهُمْ shakirin. That many will not be, most of them will not be grateful. They'll do the opposite. They'll do the opposite of what Allah Ta'ala wants from them. And as a result, they'll go into the hands of shaitan. So we need to be conscious of this. We need to all the time remind ourselves, this is what these, these discussions are. They are merely reminders. These are things that we have discussed on many occasions. We will keep discussing them. Because they are not things that can be said once or heard once and think that it's going to be now done. 
No, it is an ongoing process to repeat these things, listen to it repeatedly, speak about it repeatedly, discuss it within ourselves repeatedly. And in this way, inshallah, we'll find that what we are aspiring for to become the true servants of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will make that possible and easy for us. May Allah Ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq, as we discussed previously, that the, all the work of deen, this is something that we have to support in every way, all the departments of deen. And the least that we can do, and which is very effective, is dua. So, mashallah, the ijtima that will take place on the 19th, 20th, 21st of March, which is barely now less than three weeks away. So, that too is something that we should become part of and take full reward. How? By daily making earnest and sincere dua. Allah Ta'ala makes it very successful, a means of hidayat for people, a means of people's hearts turning towards Allah Ta'ala becoming conscious of deen, becoming practical on deen. We will make dua, we don't know whose hearts will be affected and we will share full reward of that as well. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallama bima huwa ahlu. ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما واجعلنا للمتقين إماما واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله رب العالمين